Hey guys, and welcome to episode 183 of the Startup Diary, where we're continuing to dig into why Adam's been just a little bit low over the past week. So but before we do that, Adam, can you please, uh, I want to give a shout out to another great review that we've had for the show. Uh, stuff like this that picks my mood right back up. To exactly. I can see a smile on your face already. And to be honest, me and Harry just looked at the screen name and I believe it's pronounced except, but it's E-C-E-P-E-T and this was left at the end of January. Whoa, I just pressed the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly played just... an episode on the podcast. That would have been very meta. But let's get into it. Whether you're contemplating it or just pushing the numbers through your head, this is the insightful podcast that you should listen to. To jump or not to jump? That is the question. Start at the beginning with episode one and enjoy the journey of Adam and Harry as they let you ride shotgun through every aspect of their startup business. The good, the bad, the ugly... And the episodes they would love to delete. <laughs> you haven't heard this yet, have you? Remember, you're not jumping down, you're jumping up. Up to total reliance on yourself. Your belief in your own idea, your ability to craft your own future. Listen to them having all of the conversations that you will have along your way. Whether you're on your own or with a team. Hear the tough days, understand how to fight in the trenches, how to give yourself some real thinking and some great hacks along the way. Every single episode has a nugget of information that could help you be just a little bit sharper. The fact they are doing this to help people like us, to help ourselves, and the, is the real reason you should listen. Giving back right from the beginning. These guys are on the edge of the cliff with you. They are the arm to help you step up and move forward. Have to say that is possibly one the longest, but two, one of the most insightful reviews we've had on the show. And if you would like us to read your review it's super simple all you need to do is head over to itunes Mm -hmm. find the podcast hit review and tell us why you listen to this show so a huge thank you to accept let's get into today's episode so hopefully that review has made your day adam that that was great that's that's genuinely the first time i've heard that um but yeah really nice uh so just going back to kind of the third point obviously We've spoke about the sales uh, and that side sales of pipeline so problems. Uh, and if if you if sales is interesting to you in the slightest, and I, I personally think if you are a founder of any type or thinking about doing a business, mm. even if you're a developer, you're going to need to learn how to sell your products at some point. And there are some things in there. I've already had some great emails from people in terms of how they think about their sales process. So definitely go back and listen to that because I'm five years into this and I'm actually a salesperson by trade, and I'm still making all these big mistakes. So mm. definitely go back and listen. Uh, yep, yeah, so it was sales on, that'll be a 181 when you hear it. Uh, we've also, we're going to see the agency today. You've got some anxiety about that. Hopefully that turns out to be good. Uh, but today, well, this episode technically, <laughs> today episodes, time warp. Uh, you mentioned plodding along. Say it's plodding along. Yep. Um, like a resource, things like that. Like What, what do you mean? Like we, We're not, so we're, we've got a set output. Uh, and we are growing at a rate, definitely. Uh, but you don't seem happy with that or you just don't feel like... To call that plodding along, mm-hmm. even though it's we're technically still growing, um, where's your head at when you, when you say that? That's a good point. And um, hearing you put it like that, to be honest. So I fully understand and appreciate that what we've done... Is, is genuinely amazing. Hmm. Like there's loads of stats out there around how many businesses fail in the first year, two years. Mm-hmm. Like we're nearly five years into this. Admittedly, what we do as a business now is sort of only two and a bit years old, but we've survived. Like we've got through that and we've grown from one person up to 
eight and a half, nine people. Um, the half is part time, <laughs> not a, not a midget. Um, and is that PC? <laughs> probably not. Um, but what we've done is, it, it there's a degree of success to where we're at today, and just the fact that we're alive, and I get that. And most companies don't get to profitability, and we're turning a profit, which is fantastic. I think the nature of being an entrepreneur to start with is ambition. Mm-hmm. Like you want to you want to make a dent in the world, and what I can what I'm talking about when I'm talking about plodding along is the trajectory that we're on in terms of the growth that we're doing. I think most businesses would be very very happy with, but I think the opportunity that we've got in front of us is what's making me a little bit anxious around how quickly we're moving. We're in an industry and we're in a space now where things there's lots of big changes taking place. How the supply chain works, how trades professionals operate day to day, how materials are purchased, how the homeowner interacts with trades. Just generally, I think there's a lot of movement going on. If we were in an industry that wasn't shifting and we were just doing service-based stuff on the mm. creative side, then I'd be really happy with where we are. But I think there's this like land grab opportunity that if we don't move a little bit faster, uh, then we're going to miss out. Mm. And the biggest regret I'll have is someone and eating my lunch is in someone coming into our market and operating quicker than us. No one will operate better than us. I completely believe that. No one will. We've got an A-class team and someone might come in that's smarter than us. Fine. We'll just outwork them because that's the nature of what we do. My worry is that someone comes on and operates and delivers quicker than us and gets to the end point quicker than we do. And that's what I'm sort of referring to when I'm saying plodding along. It's not a negative in terms of our growth. It's a negative in terms of we might risk an opportunity. And that's that's what hurt, that's what hits and hurts me as the founder because I don't want to get to 10, 15, 20 years down the line and say, what if? No regrets. Got it tattooed on my arm. No regrets. Do you? So, yeah, I've got it right there. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't ever seen that. So... Uh, that that's what I'm talking about when mm. it comes to plodding along. So you just feel you feel like we you want to stay hungry. You want to be aggressive in in the land grab. Because um, I guess the the first person to put the flag in the ground, uh, whether whether it's the best service, whether it's the best brand or whatever, if they're first, they tend to be acknowledged as kind of the the brand leader the first people that do it right i guess like there's that, people, there's the people that word. have done it before but yeah it's the first person to get it right first tends to be the one that even though yeah they just they just seem it's they're always in people's minds as well yeah they, they get so, the mind share 100 percent mind share um but there's a great quote which i i came across probably four or five months ago which has really stuck with me it's a uh, early bird catches the worm mm-hmm. but the second mouse gets the cheese and I've always really positioned ourselves as the second mouse, to be honest, because what we've done at the moment is it's not 100% original. Parts of it are, and how we execute in our industry very specifically. Um, but we basically said, oh, we can join A, B, and C together, and it gives us something really interesting. And then we sprinkle our little magic dust on it that Absolutely. is our community mm-hmm. and our industry knowledge, and we go, we can really shape this thing. Um yeah, it, it, you, you mentioned something just which sort of hit home. It's about that staying hungry, to be honest. It's as a founder, you have this you have this goal of let's get to profitability. Let's just make some money. That is a massive milestone to be able to look at the books every month and go, we're making money. And I think most people, when they get to that point, they have to sort of check themselves and say, when I started this business, was it just to make money? Because if it was, 
I would have stayed being a consultant. Mm, Seriously, yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what I would have done. It wasn't to do that. And when, I, when I made the decision four, five, four years ago to stop the consultancy thing and dump all the money into the business, I needed to sort of go back to that moment and say, why did I do it? And it's to make a massive dent. I want to make a massive dent in this industry. Um, so I think it's just hunger. Like you say, the word hunger, awesome. I think it's just that kicking back in and making sure I don't rest on the laurels in terms of we've got a great lifestyle business here. I'm not building a lifestyle business. I want to build a big, big business. And that's where the sort of the second wave of hunger is kicking in. And I think you just go through ebbs and flows as a founder with emotions. And it's sort of uh, the, the last sort of four weeks have just been that sort of trough. Just coming out of it now, which is good. <laughs> uh, so it kind of it, you, something you said made me think. Um, so we have a lot of obviously small business owners that are part of our community. I know a lot of them listen to this show as well. Um, the comf- the, our company is profitable now. Um but we are, the staff here are all working very near to, if not at capacity at some mm-hmm, point. 100%. We, we're either going to hit the ceiling soon or we're at it already. Like we're, all, we're always working flat out. We're all hard workers. Um, at what point do you look at we're making profit? Like where, where's the tipping point where you can say, okay, now we need more staff. We need, we need more. Six we, months ago. <laughs> it's always six months ago. Six, it's, it's just six but, months ago. But how'd you, how'd you, um, how'd you find the balance of, because admittedly what you can do, like for, for some of the guys that uh, are a part of our community, they have that difficult decision of, I'm working at 120%, mm-hmm. 150%, but if I hire someone, I've now got to pay a second wage, but the, uh, the demand is, like it's it's not filling two roles so like like the same principle must apply to every business like where how do you justify taking people on do you find the work and then fill the space you need or yeah so it's a really really good question i think there's loads of things to go into here is um firstly it depends on the business model that you've got and the business that Mm -hmm. you're in uh for us as a community plus software business and the fact it's a land grab opportunity as in we're trying to do something new there is a need to scale there is a need to build and grow and move fast um and that and moving fast requires resource i think the the biggest thing that i've had to deal with in the last six months is 12 months actually is before i decide to try and scale up further than where we are today is really validate what we've got one do people like it we've got an app at the moment and we've had these little milestones in place and said cool if we get a certain amount of users certain amount of traction we're going to double down on that app and we literally did that in the last four weeks Mm -hmm. we're rebuilding the whole thing the last 12 months has been about validating the idea and now i'm so confident i just want to move chips all in i will bet the business on what we're doing right now and I, i kind of am going to and what i mean by that is the biggest investments that i'm going to make now are in people and that they're not assets to the business. You can't buy them and sell them off. Mm. Like they are, they're really hard to find. But the thing that I've realized is our constraint is just people. And there's a massive risk when it comes to people are hard. People are the hardest thing in business. There's a massive risk that if I just expect more out of the current people, then we could really go into a bad place as a business. Um, and it won't happen overnight. And it's these things that will just chip away within the team. Um, so I'll cover that off, and then I'll get onto the the sole yeah. trader sort of side of things. Is if if I keep expecting more of the current team, eventually motivations are going to go down because 
people are going to have to work late because our team just delivers. If I say I need this by 10 o'clock Tuesday, it's there. And you might have to come in on Sunday or you might have to come in late on Friday. Mm, yeah. That just happens. <clears throat> and that's where I think we've been really lucky as a team because we've managed to find the right people. But you can push that envelope a certain amount and then you need to sit back and work out, okay, I either need to compensate that person more because they're going above and beyond or I need to bring in people to support that person so they don't need to stay as late. What you can't do as the founder is wait for them to speak up because I think a lot of people won't. And I love my team to bits. At the end of the day, I have to really appreciate the fact that these guys have their own hopes and fears. And there's nothing to say that if I push Matthew Ford too far, that on evenings and weekends, he doesn't go to monster.co.uk and start looking for what else is in the market. And as soon as they get themselves in that mindset, you've lost them completely. As soon as they start that initial search, I think you've lost them. Um, I don't think anyone in the team's in that position. <laughs> no, but it does make me laugh because for some reason, my old Outlook email address, <laughs> my hotmail.com email. I've signed you I'm, up to Monster, mate. I'm like, I'm trying to drop. Getting, <laughs> I genuinely keep getting loads of like old, like new jobs found now. Like, it's completely unrelated to, to what I'm, the I, field I think I'm in. I've, I basically applied for a bunch of different roles for you, trying to just <laughs> <laughs> suggest things and be on that conversation. I think, I think it's a really important topic to talk about because um, looking after the people in the team is everything to me. Mm and they understand we're a startup they understand we've got big ambitions and everyone as we grow their roles and everything will grow with that but that's a fine line that's a very fine line so i think uh where we're at today everything's great if we carry on doing what we're doing for the next six to nine months possibly motivations might dip and then there's just sort of chinks in the armor like all of a sudden a negative thing is in the mind and then all of a sudden it's a knock-on effect once you get a bit of negativity in the biggest impact that has is on culture. And the best thing about our business is the culture that we have mm, in the team. Definitely. If you take that away or you drop a bit of poison into that, that could be a massive spiral effect for us as a company. And that that's the sort of thing that breaks businesses that not many people talk about because no founder will say, I fucked up because I annoy people and I let that go and I let it sit for 12 months and that was the, the underlying reason why everything fell apart. No one will talk about that, but that's the truth. If you don't look after the good people, you don't have a business, mm. simple as that. Um, so that's where I'm at on that side of things and I think motivation and culture is really important um, so resource is our constraint so the way that I'm trying to think about solving that is we need to just increase the resource what, just to get to your point about sole traders and how they I think they need to think about their their cash flow and bits like that it, you just have to make a very binary decision are you trying to build a great lifestyle business or are you trying to build a very very big business Lifestyle businesses are a lot easier to sustain because you just have to look after you. Charge more, earn more, you'll hit a ceiling. If you're happy with that ceiling, fantastic. If you want to build a big business, you're going to have to take risks. Simple as that. And those risks, the hardest risks of investing in other people that might come in for the wrong intentions, might come in for the wrong reasons, but that's what you've got to do. As soon as you can afford to hire someone, even if it moves two calendars down to 50% capacity, You've just got to do it. And the key thing is, as soon as you know they're not a good fit, eject them out of the business faster than you can imagine. Hire slow, fire fast. Hire slow, fire fast. You've seen me operate on that. Like you know, you know, you know that's how I feel. And, and I think that's what saved our culture a number of times. Um, protect that with dear life. I kind of went into an HR thing, but that's where, that's where the whole plodding along and burning out thing for me goes into. Yeah, I mean, I guess... How, does that cover it? <laughs> is is that everything? Is <laughs> moving away from uh, the mic? He's like, ah, we're done. Arms how, back. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, is is there any kind of takeaways to um, tell other people? Uh, just in regards to like, depending depending on if they're if they're early stage, is there a is there an equivalent to kind of pulling along? I guess they they're probably still at the lifestyle stage at the moment. But that's the thing is, I think probably the biggest thing to take away at this point in time is just know what business you're building. Because if you're thinking you want to build a scalable business now and then all of a sudden you're making four, five, six K net profit and you go, I'm actually really happy, you need to check yourself. You need to really sit down, regardless of where you're at in stage of your business. If you're a if you're currently sat at a desk with headphones on listening to this thing, thinking, I really want to start my own business one day. Before you do that, work out why. Because you're gonna come up against some really, really tough decisions along the way. Mm. You're gonna have opportunities thrown at you, you'll be able to make enough money being a consultant. Someone will offer to buy your business. Whatever it is, what you need to do is work out the reason you're getting into business. And just make sure there's this whole thing about five whys that you can do. Ask yourself why and keep going in to really understand what you want to achieve. Write it down and just stick to it. Because as you as you go through this journey, there's going to be so many distractions and things that come your way that are going to try and knock you off course life will try and knock you off course competitors will try and kill you everything like this is going to hit you in the face and like mike tyson said everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the face if you write it down you can at least read it later and stick to it so do that work out what you want and let that be the thing that helps you decide whether you are plodding along or whether you need to scale and what the opportunities are understand why on earth you are thinking about getting into business because it's so so tough to build a business and if you're not 100 percent clear just don't do it just don't start until you know why you're doing it in the first place. That's the the best advice I can give. And on that note, we'll uh, wrap things up here. Uh, guys, if you want to send in a question, you can email harrison at experttrades.com. Two T's in the middle, one S at the end. You can catch us on the gram as well. Adam at Startup Podcast. We are getting busy on the gram. I'm actually doing a few live um, Instagram lives actually showed the office around a couple of times which was good um, and actually I didn't tell you this I did a live the other day because I was here till God knows what time in the morning um, and I fired up a live just to kill time for 15 minutes and uh, can you remember getting a question from a very young gentleman who 15, 16 can't remember his exact age about the app yep he was on the feed he's actually building something at the time and he asked a great question and we're going to drop that onto the show um, so definitely follow across on the Instagram we're sharing stuff we're doing at work and just sort of what it's like to, to try and build this business thing that we're trying to do here um, really really enjoying it and I don't know where all the new listeners have come from um, and FYI if you work at HSBC and if you're the reason that we got listed on the top six business podcasts thank you um, above Tim Ferriss just had to say that but it happened um, thank you reach out adam at experttrades.com two t's and no one at the end just tell me who you are um, I just owe you uh, if you're based in the UK I'm going to personally here's a deal if you get this far in this show and you are the reason that we hit that top six, drop me an email. I don't care where you are in the UK. I'm going to drive to you and I'm going to take you for dinner. I want to say thank you. I would like to see how many people email and go, yeah, well, yeah I work at HSBC. I'll be like, email me from your HSBC email address. <laughs> me and Harry will drive to you and take you for dinner 100%. We appreciate all the love and support we're getting for the show.